The Very Serious Crafts podcast is on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash seriouscrafts to support our podcast, find out about our Patreon half-stitched episodes, and more. Hello, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 6. I don't know why that was hard for me to say. (laughs) Season 4, Episode 6 of the Very Serious Crafts podcast. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. And I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors and the Bones and Bobbins podcast. Uh, today, we will be talking about dying. <laughs> Which <laughs> could be a topic for the Bones and Bobbins podcast. It's but, true. But it's all in how you spell it. So today we will be, we will be talking about D-Y-E-I-N-G, dying. As in adding colors to other things. Yes, pigments to, uh, well, fabrics, generally speaking, but pigments to other materials. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That kind of dyeing. Yes. Yes. Uh, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Should be be interesting. Maybe a little messy. Oh, I hate mess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but... Well, actually, that's not true, and I just realized that that was a very um, backwards Marie Kondo quote, but um, because she loves mess. Mm-hmm. I actually like mess that I have the time and the space to organize, because boy, do I like to do that. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But mess from liquid dyes... Uh, we're not too far uh, out, as of recording this anyway, from Easter, which, um, you know, is a good weekend to have multicolor fingers. Oh, that is very true. Vinegar. Yeah. That I never realized until much later in life what the vinegar was for. Ah, and yeah. like science geek kid me would have been super interested to know that that is what is it the mordant um that's a to the die fancy word that i would not have used but that's okay (laughs) i did a bones and bobbins episode that specifically colored or covered the history of black dye okay which is storied so I think mordant is the word, but I'm also not a dyeing expert, as my mother would never let me use the washing machine to dye anything. Interesting. We may have to hear more about that. I definitely remember my mom dyeing things, so in the washing machine. I'm so she clearly was fine with fairly this. certain that my mom also did that, but that was that was laundry. My mom has a thing about laundry. It, I, I wonder how common that is in moms because my mom also has a, has a laundry thing. Well, I feel like it's one way or the other. Like I wasn't allowed yeah. to do laundry growing up. Yeah, but no, my, my mom much prefers to do everyone's yes. laundry in the house. Yes, yeah. um, yes yeah. there, is a, there is a specific way that things are done and that is how we do them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the point where when my brother... Uh, moved away 
last year, there was some uncertainty over whether or not he was going to be able to do laundry because um, um <laughs> enjoyed doing his laundry for him along with everyone else's like it's just all it's just like family laundry anyway this oh, no. my, is we're going way my topic, grandma does but, that you know. too um yeah exactly if she uh, can do a grandchild's laundry she will she wants yeah. you to drop it yeah. off i <laughs> frankly i understand because there's something like mm. you know it's laundry is like you put the thing in the – assuming that you have a washer and a dryer at your house. Which right? I just a washer, certainly right? don't have yeah, either. You don't. But, <laughs> um, but you know, you put you put the stuff in, you turn it on, you come back, you just move things around. It's There's something like where you're accomplishing something without being too actively involved in it that is Oh, nice. my mother is very actively involved. <laughs> the amount – a very specific pre-treating that goes into literally anything. Sure. You know how white socks tend to get a little dingy on the bottom just by yes. existing? Mm-hmm. I have never seen even like a decade-old pair of socks of my mother's have any even hint of dinginess. That's impressive. It's terrifying. <laughs> All right. right. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew that we would be discussing laundry methods also? But Uh, today has not been an on-topic kind of day. It's true. And also, we did promise when we introduced this new season of the podcast that anything could happen. So. Well, and laundry falls under that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Oh, my goodness. Laundry may happen. I don't know. All right. I wish that I had on-site laundry. Yeah. Yeah. That is sad adulting goals right there. Yes. Yes. I would be delighted. I'd do a dance. (laughs) All right. Speaking of dancing. So you want to talk about actual dye? (laughs) Well, I was going to say, speaking of dancing, uh, before we talk about, like, actually die or dying um, oh right we right. should we should thank our one of our latest supporters of the podcast who's supporting us at patreon.com slash serious crafts so many thanks to emily yes and i was supposed to say that and just talked about laundry i you know <laughs> hi emily <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all good we're yes. all just yeah so uh yeah so now that emily has received her proper thanks yes um Let's talk about dying. All right. Uh, That is a subject I'm very familiar with Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. almost all of the incarnations you can think of. And incarnations is a great word in that in that situation. Because in fact, because in fact, when you like dye fabric or or some um, some other object, it becomes Mm -hmm. like a new incarnation of itself as well. It's true. Which is kind of cool. You know, can something, can an, a non-corporeal item actually be incarnate? Um, because I, I've never thought about that carnate, question before. <laughs> that, that is like a physical, okay, we're not going down that hill. Sorry. Yeah. Hi, yeah. welcome to my autism. Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so but yeah, it's totally new, totally different. 
Yeah, and and it's like it's such a cool it's such a cool way to give things new life. Um, I recently put together a tutorial, like a photo step-by-step tutorial on doing coffee dyeing, which is cool. A, it's a great way to like you know, things that have some staining, tea and coffee dye is a great way to essentially cover that. Even if the the stains are still there, you kind of add more stains to it so that it becomes intentional. And yeah, then that there's some dimension things. to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it becomes very, I mean, I suppose the, the, me- the method of dyeing that you use can could vary on this, but like it's a better way to make things last longer, which is better from an ecological standpoint. And, you know, it also can make mm-hmm. things just more interesting. Uh, but yeah, good way to to reuse things. Um, well, fun fact that came into fashion, like people over dying things mm-hmm. came into fashion as far as I know. Um, initially when, uh, British mourning practices were very prescribed, Mm -hmm. um, part of being middle class, um, or aspiring to be middle class meant you could afford mourning. Okay. And so over dyeing existing garments in black dyes at the time became a common sort of almost status symbol um, amongst people who could not afford necessarily to buy new. Right. That makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And so you get a lot of cool, like, um, patterns. If you had pattern fabric. Oh, yeah. Then, like, because of the dyeing methods of the time, there are lots of different elements that are involved and different metals and things like that. And they are corrosive in different ways. Mm. And it's super interesting. And you can get just really cool. Well, things that I think are really cool that were probably kind of frowned upon at the time. (laughs) Yes, right. Because obviously having something new would have been the... the, uh preferred thing for your your true status symbol but um yeah i, I mean over dying is yeah well is having cool. something tailored was the yeah like having it made for you was the status symbol but the first department stores were um mass market made morning wear oh i that makes sense i could see that too yeah okay yeah. Um, if you couldn't quite afford to have a whole wardrobe right. made, you could buy various levels of ready-made. And that would be the kind of thing that you might need in a hurry as well. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Wow. That took a turn. Um, uh, all I know is historic information. <laughs> <laughs> <so>. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um Okay, so other li- other dying things though on that. So that would have been, I mean, at the time, obviously we were talking all natural dyes. Uh, at that time, or- chemical dyes were just starting okay. to happen. 
um, there is a specific... Mauve. Mauve was the first chemical. Okay. Um, (laughs) But why do I know that? And I'm not even sure if it was mauve the way we think of it. It was just called Uh, mauve. Okay. Um, So kind of like the Victorian coffin pants that you've talked about making. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. All right. I forgot about those. (laughs) I don't know when that was. I think that was... I think that was in season two. I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in season two. Maybe the beginning of season three. Anyway. Was it the Poppins Pockets episode? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I I feel like it was around the same time that you uh, joined um, the workspace that you have a membership at. Oh, well, then it would have been last summer. No, not last summer. Summer before. Oh, dear me. <laughs> we really have lost a, a, a pandemic year. The last year doesn't exist. <laughs> it just doesn't count. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I'm it's sorry. I, it's not there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. That That is fair because that's when I was watching a lot of um, mortician videos. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That works. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. So I've not – other well, coffee, coffee dyeing, I, you know, that would be mm-hmm. a natural – a natural dye process. Um, but I haven't done, I haven't done any other kinds of natural. I haven't tried any other kinds. I'm afraid of, well, I'm afraid of a lot of dyeing processes because they, the chemical reactions involved aren't particularly safe. Well, the thing was, I was, I was looking into this at one point and thinking I might like to try it. And specifically, I found um, that I was really interested in trying black bean, dyeing with black beans. I have multiple books on the subject of natural dyeing, in fact. Um, thanks, being an editor <laughs> at Craft. Like, the, like, black bean dyeing can produce these really cool, like, like, blue colors and... Um, I've even seen some that go almost green-ish and I was like, this is a great idea. I should do this. And I have some, uh, undyed yarn that I bought ages ago and I thought, Oh, apparently mint leaves do a similar thing. Oh, interesting. But I thought, well, I should try this. And then when I started looking at the process, I was like, oh, this is going to, this will be a big deal. Like this isn't going to just be. You know, it's not like brewing no. coffee and, and dying. It's it's like heating for long periods of time and um Yeah, you're causing a chemical yeah. reaction that makes those pigments bond. Yeah, with and fiber. it's it's a it's a, a big process. Yeah. So I have not done that yet. And like that's the difference between like embroidery floss. If you buy nice embroidery floss versus not nice the color fastness yeah. of dyes is actually specifically related to the amount of work and chemistry that goes into the production. Yes. And so that's why cheaper floss that has less of um, a production input will often yeah. run. Well, especially red. Especially red. Because even. Oh my goodness. Uh, even, Even good, good stuff. Can, the red. red, the red can do that. So, yeah, um, yeah. In fact, I um, 
I have tested some embroidery floss uh, that is not on the market yet. And one of the specific things that was a, a test for it was was color fastness. And that's um, that is always the thing. Okay, so I've worked with the Lemonade Shop. Uh, and mm-hmm. Heather is, um, she makes some really, really fun yarns. And I love working with her yarns. And yeah, so she's doing chemically dyed yarns and these amazing, I, the fact that, you know, any, any yarn dyer that is making these, you know, speckled yarns and rainbow, you know, yarns and all these different things. I am. Oh yeah. My mind is blown by their consistency. The fact that they can dye skeins and skeins and skeins of yarn and have it all match in, you know, that's just, that's astounding to me. They are so good at what they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a a friend named Ridgely who is the, I would say, artist behind Astrobath yarns. Okay. And the color combinations that she puts together are just i mean she has an eye for color but it's also just kind of mind-blowing um i will link to her well i guess her etsy yeah and i will um, link to her yeah her um yarns are in enough demand that there are drops and then they disappear yes that is the same thing with others (laughs) Yeah, and so, and I feel like there are a lot of, like, cult favorite um, yarn makers and dyers, but I think I know just enough chemistry to be afraid (laughs) of it, and not quite enough to feel confident in being safe about it. Yeah. Yeah, because this is very different than buying a tie-dye kit, for example. It's oh, very different gosh. Which is still a whole I, thing. Um, ha- I have done that inside my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. With teens. Well, I did, I did tie-dyeing with teens, but we were outside for that one, so... Oh, that's probably for the best. Yeah, we were in my tiny hardwood floor Brooklyn <laughs> apartment. Actually, though, nothing got anywhere. Um, it was pride, and so we were tie-dyeing outfits yeah. to wear um, because my niece was in New York visiting me for the first time ever, and it happened to coincide with yeah. that weekend. And it's just a super fun party. And so they wanted to make custom shirts and stuff to wear. And well, <laughs> I did not die of a panic attack. That was the that was the DIE version. Yes. That's pretty good. Although I have DYE'd with manic panic. Okay. Which is a very different okay. thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, that would be hair dye. Yes. Yes, but, and um, and I do I I have always enjoyed that that story of of yeah uh, the hair the hair all the hair dye things um, okay other mm-hmm. other dyeing um, oh here's one this is one that I have done 
I have mm-hmm. done dyeing with Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Me too. Was it, it was your hair? It was not my hair. <laughs> I tried uh, wool blend felt and hmm. it was it was interesting. It was like, in fact, I just used some uh, that I dyed ages ago. I found it and used it in a project. It's so wool blend felt is usually a mix of wool and rayon. And when you are doing any kind of dyeing, um, certain fibers are going to absorb the, obviously you know this Haley, but listeners, if you haven't done a lot of dyeing, certain fibers are going to absorb color differently than others. Yes. Like wools and silks, um, the actual natural fibers, specifically animal Animal fibers, fibers, just, Mm -hmm. they love it the most. So, um... I think probably because of the blend of fibers, the way that felt comes together, uh, mm-hmm. non-woven fibers, that it took right. the color differently. So you got kind of a almost a heathered effect from it, which I love. Yeah, it was it was a little bit lighter color than I would have expected, except that I than I expected at the time. I will say, and as sure. I've come to learn more about the dye process, those colors made perfect sense because there's still only a certain amount of pigment in the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it the deeper the, the dye, the more vibrant the color is going to be. But to make kind of like some pastel uh, heathered felt, it worked pretty well. I was impressed. Did you do anything special with it or just let it dry? Uh, I... That was a really long time ago, and now I don't remember. I yeah, just for things like I think I just heat set it. Yeah, that yeah, that I think really I probably just heat set it with an Did iron. Did you iron because, it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. And I also knew, I've like I've known that I wouldn't want to use that on anything that would use have a lot of washing anyway. But you wouldn't do that with felt so much anyway. Uh, no, that's so. not really what that does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, it is interesting, especially if you're using blends to actually see, even if you're using natural blends, like cotton is not interested. It's not, it does not want your dyes. It wants your chemical dyes. Yeah. It does not want your natural dyes. Yeah. Even that coffee dyeing that, that I've done, um, it just stayed fairly light, which was fine, but there was just a yep. point where it was like, nope, that's it. That's all you're going to yep. that's all you're going to do. And I think that has to do with the length of the fibers, but I can't remember because it's been a while yeah. since I did that particular episode when I learned all about <laughs> dying. Um but yeah, I just I am deeply impressed by skilled dyers. I think that um, that is one of those things that historically dyers have been both expert chemists and expert fiber workers at the same time. Yeah. And like since the, the onset of dye. And that skill was worth a lot of money. Yeah. And I feel like that today, because we can get most things ready-made and we aren't going through that process, 
that people don't understand, A, how much work is involved, mm-hmm. B, how much specific knowledge there is involved, like depending on the color, depending on the mordant, depending on the fiber, and how all of those things interact, and how maybe multiple colors, because you can over-dye things for different, yep. um, for different effects. And I just... I find that whole thing to be fascinating and I really want to do yeah. some indigo dip dyeing, but I know Ooh, yes. that I would never recover from the mess. <laughs> I, that could be very intense. That could be. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love to try that. I feel like, I feel like a friend of mine took a Shibori dyeing class and I can't remember for sure, but yeah, I would love to. I would love. Yeah, to that, that was a thing for a while. Yeah, that like back when I was writing for Craft, that was all over. Yeah. Um. So it's probably due for a comeback. <laughs> probably, probably. Oh, I was just gonna say, my friend Kim, who I did not know was doing this, all of the sudden posted yesterday about the natural dyeing workshop that she just led. And so there are, uh, the photo from this workshop is yarns and greens and yellows and pinks and purples and then a bunch of different ingredients. And so it's funny how sometimes brains overlap amongst groups of friends (laughs) and... Like, the actual outcome looks really, really, like, significantly more vibrant than I would nest, than I would often associate with natural dyes. And I happen to know that she has a cabin and s- spent the summer collecting uh, materials so she could yeah. play with natural dyes. And I think that that might have been not last summer, but the <laughs> summer before. I, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it and but the outcome is really cool, and clearly she sorted it out. Um, she's also done soap making, which I'm okay. afraid to do for the same reason that I'm afraid to yeah. do. Um, well, chemical dyeing, but even just well, any dyeing, it's it's a yeah. lot. I. Uh, we, my house, we were making these, um, little sets of, I think that this was actually shared once in our show notes or, or social media or whatever, these little Mm -hmm. sets to be able to do retail stories. And it was, uh, for our special needs ministry at church. And so this way, each participant had objects that they could use while telling the story and I wanted we wanted to have like mountains or hills in some way and I was like looking at all these different options and I settled on I wanted them to be wood and of course you can't have just like natural wood and we didn't want to go through I was we were making I think we made close to we might have made like 60 sets we made a lot of them and oh I remember when you were doing um, this it was like a whole family project. My dad cut the triangles of 
of wood. My brother sanded them. And then my mom and I dyed them and we put them into a bath of green writ dye and we just, Mm -hmm. you know, wood floats. So you had to constantly, you know, find ways to either hold them down (laughs) or just push them down uh, and give them enough time to to soak in the color. And um, we did not set that color because... We were like, it's hard to heat set wood. It's hard to heat set wood. <laughs> exactly. So um, we did that. But that was actually, I found that to be a very fun project to to dye something other than fabric. Yeah. And especially because the grain of the wood makes it so yes. interesting. Yeah. And like also you would see the difference in how how the wood took the dye on the, you know, the smooth grain edges versus the mm-hmm. cut ends. You know, it was different. Right, which is completely different. I also, because I'm afraid of dying, I am... (laughs) 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 Uh, I also like playing around with, like, sun printing and also natural printing. Yeah. Like, where you do pressing or anything like that. Um with fabric or on other things yeah because that like that's to me um well it's the chemistry in slow motion okay and i'm not sure if like when you are naturally printing like leaves and flowers and stuff if maybe they ferment slightly and that is why those pigments stick um, that I, I am really just guessing. Well, there. I like I, but, I like a good hypothesis. Yes, that is that is fully a hypothesis. Yeah. But I really, really love the different varieties of outcomes that you can get by just letting nature do nature. Yeah. Well, and very unexpected. Uh, like yeah, you unexpected colors. Right. Exactly. If you have, if you haven't researched what color a plant is going to dye a thing (laughs) it's not what you think it's rarely what you expect it to be and Mm -hmm. i have learned from katie green who was in Mm -hmm. our last episode with us that green is actually one of the hardest colors to naturally dye yes that it just green and black you would think or true black yeah anyway sure you would think with all of the green plants that you would get green dye out of them but it's just not true (laughs) no no that it's it's difficult to get that and also vivid blues there are there are very very few actual true black pigments that absorb the full spectrum of light Mm. and there are very very few like true blue pigments or like the cadmium red right. pigment right. that you think of. And like, there's a reason that stuff is expensive. There's a reason that purple is a royal color. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because blue and red dyes were really expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, and dyes were a status symbol. If you had something dyed specifically, if you had something dyed black in a certain time period, yeah. like, you were just strutting around showing that you had money. Like, imagine... Yeah. Like, that now is completely not the case. 
But I love that idea of being like, what? I can afford this black suit coat. <laughs> yes. This hat band, black. <laughs> so anyway, I just, dye is fascinating and there's so much both history and craft to it. Yeah. Well, and, and there are, like we, yeah. like we didn't even talk about like, dying with ice or other like there's all kinds of techniques for doing things that oh are yeah just yeah it's so cool yeah and i mean you can get creative with it in a way that like the outcomes aren't necessarily predictable, yeah. But they're almost always interesting. Yeah. Oh, batik. There's another like a whole other. Ah, know, there thing. we like, go. There's yeah. Um, so many things, but yeah. I feel like we need to take a dyeing workshop, both of us. I I think that would be I think that would be very fun, <laughs> and those are almost never existing in New York City because almost every lease for craft stores. Um, says that you aren't allowed to sure. die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in multiple ways, you probably right. should not <laughs> do either. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, this particular topic, it, mm-hmm. it invites plenty of puns and yet none were needed because it just happened. The dad jokes were they, on me this they time. They were just right there. It was, they were so natural. Like, like dying in some cases. Or in all cases. <laughs> well, natural dying and natural dying. And, yeah, anyway. Okay. <laughs> this isn't me. I just want everyone to know that I am not the one saying that. It's, I mean. I'm thinking it. <laughs> it's just what it is them's the yeah, facts exactly that um so yeah yeah maybe we should wrap this up and yes. if you are a person who dies things and would like to have a conversation with us about that process i have so many questions that i would love to ask <laughs> yeah and if we've like described certain things and we like or we made assumptions about things um we would love to oh learn. yes T- tell us um that we are wildly mistaken and we will correct ourselves. Yes. Because, I mean, frankly, we've just, like, talked about this without really, really learning about this fully. We've just sort of gone, hey, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We both have just enough experience to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> In our... Um, distributing of facts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or not facts (laughs) that too all right so i i'm going to put an end to this particular pun laden it's time for this episode to die (sighs) (laughs) sorry Um, and on that uh note right there Thanks for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. 
And finally, if you are a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast or just really, really want a way to get in direct personal touch to tell us that we're wrong, um, <laughs> please leave a five-star review and tell us. <laughs> sure. Um, with an emphasis on the five-star review. <laughs> um, on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts, Good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. Yes. Well, this has been a very colorful episode. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Molly coming in hot with the dad jokes at the end. Well, you know, it just was there. It was just right there. This is why I love okay, you. Okay. Thank you. Love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>